5: Welcome into the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Mandalay Bay Racing Sportsbook here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Good to be back at the Mandalay Bay Racing Sportsbook. It's been a little while, but my partner is down the street in downtown Las Vegas. Wes Reynolds there at the Circa Resort and Casino. Happy Saturday to you, Wes. Let me update the baseball game. We've got one game in progress right now. That is the NL West leading San Francisco Giants taking on the Washington Nationals, and right now they are trailing 1-0. Eric Fetty facing Kevin Gaussman in this one. San Francisco went off as a good-sized favorite, about minus 165 here at BetMGM. Right now in the top of the third inning, Giants batting, trailing 1-0. Now, we had some uh, news develop earlier. this. this. This morning, the uh, UEFA Champions matches in soccer across the pond between Finland and Denmark, and a scary development there where a player had collapsed. They have resumed action, Wes, and I know you've been keeping tabs on this situation. Give us an update on the soccer, my friend.
3: Yeah, we have uh, Euro 2021, which is basically the European Championships for UEFA, and the second match today is is, uh, Denmark against Finland, and Christian Eriksson. One of the star players for Denmark did collapse on the field. Now, he was taken to the hospital. This was in the 43rd minute in the first half, was taken to the hospital. He is awake and alert as of last update, so did kind of give a thumbs up as as they were taking him off. So, at least we've got some good news there. They did have a delay in this match. They have now resumed this match. I believe we are in the second half. Finland did get on the board, or rather to lead 1-0, uh, just checking the score here, 66-minute right now over in Italy. So Finland does have the lead. Finland, by the way, was the underdog in this game uh, basically, at BetMGM, I saw them plus 1,000. Denmark got the money here. They were minus 320, but Finland is currently your leader, one nothing over Denmark here in the 66th minute. Also, we do have the other game that was supposed to start here at noon Pacific that is going to start at noon Pacific. That is Belgium and Russia. That is just now underway. Both these matches are in Group B. The match earlier today between Wales and Switzerland was a 1-1 draw, so... Each team gets a point there in Group A. We're now in the Group B session. So second half, once again, Finland one nothing over Denmark. And Russia and Belgium just underway here in UEFA Euro 2020. And we will keep you updated on those scores as they permit.
5: All right, and the Major League Baseball card for your Saturday is not the only baseball going on. We now have the Super Regionals on the road to Omaha. They will whittle down to just eight teams, and that will be the College World Series tournament in Omaha. Now we have Super Regionals going on throughout the country, and we already have one game that has gone final, and that is Vanderbilt. The fourth seed in the Super Regionals has gotten by East Carolina, beating the Pirates 4-1 to one earlier today. Currently in progress, you have Del- uh, Dallas Baptist taking on Virginia and the Cavaliers are trailing 6-5. to five. Notre Dame has added another run to uh, tack on to their lead over Mississippi State. 3-1 T- uh, to one, Notre Dame leading the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs and then other games coming up later today, you have Arkansas versus NC State. Arkansas, the number one seed in the entire tournament. They finished off the season as the number one ranked team in the country. Texas Tech will take on the Stanford Cardinal. The Cardinal with a good upset on Friday night. LSU will take on Tennessee. So, uh, South Florida will battle the Longhorns of Texas and then also Arizona against Ole Miss. So all kinds of college baseball World Series action today as they try to whittle down to the Elite Eight, Mr. Reynolds.
3: Yeah, Vanderbilt already has punched their ticket to Omaha. They get the 2-0 series sweep in the Supers over East Carolina. So Vanderbilt's going to await the winner of what What's going to happen in Tucson later tonight? Ole Miss, the 12 seed, did get the win last night over the five seed Arizona. So, Arizona needs to win tonight to extend that to a winner-take-all game three. And you mentioned the scores right now. Dallas Baptist, 6-5 to five here in the top of the eighth inning. UVA, though, does have two runners aboard with two outs. And also, bottom of the third here in Starkville. Notre Dame, 3-1. to one. That's the 10 overall seed against the 7 overall seed, Mississippi State. Irish up early, 3-1. to one. Irish, when they get three or more runs... 33 and 3 on the season so Mississippi State going to need to get the bats going
5: All right, real quick, the Palmetto Championship down in South Carolina, the final tune-up before the U.S. Open. Tane Lee is currently your leader at 11 under par, one shot ahead of Dustin Johnson. This is the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. I am live at the Mandalay Bay Racing Sportsbook, and Wes is in downtown Las Vegas there at our studio inside the Circa Resort and Casino. And Wes, let's take a look at the games that are not yet in progress on your Saturday card. A load of games that will go at the top of the hour and we'll start with the New York Yankees. You've got Jamison Tyone on the hill facing Vincent Velasquez and the Philadelphia Phillies. This one going down in Philadelphia again in about 55 minutes from now. And the Yankees are a road favorite here at BetMGM. Tyone and Company minus 120 on the money line. Yankees have been struggling now six and a half games back in the American League East, and your total in the ball game is nine.
3: Yeah, and the Phil's are taking the money here, surprisingly enough, but maybe not so surprisingly, as you mentioned, Brady, about how the Yankees have been struggling. You've got two pitchers that are basically going to pepper the zone or try to pepper the zone with fastballs today with Jamison Tyone and Vince Velasquez, both though four seamers around half of the time. So. You know, kind of has been a mixed bag, really, for both guys. You would think that Jamison Tyone is due for a little bit of positive regression uh, in this spot. Philadelphia Phillies, not really great in terms of hitting the fastball, so I expect him he's going to be reliant on that today. And Vincent Velasquez, kind of, if you follow this guy in Philadelphia, it's always a little bit of trouble with the walks. He's been a little bit better lately lately. But you always wonder if that uh, walk in the world is kind of going to come into play here. Both the bullpens have actually been a little shaky lately, even though New York one of the better ones in in baseball. But Chapman blew a save the other night, so you know Yankees still trying to get those arms back. Brady in the bullpen, they're trying to get Severino back and and uh, a couple of their other arms to really. Uh, and also uh, uh, lost his name real quick, but Severino. And also Zach Britton, they're trying to get those guys back and really reinforce that bullpen. I wasn't totally sure what to do with this game. I think you're going to get some regression for Jamison Tyone at some point. Vincent Velasquez has been a little lucky with the 234 and the batting average balls in play. Mark it on Philadelphia, but this is one I'm sitting out.
5: All right, an update in the Super Regional between Mississippi State and Notre Dame the Bulldogs with runners at first and second in the bottom of the 3rd inning and just one out. They trail Notre Dame 3 to 1 again bottom of the 3rd in that Super Regional. Let's move over to Oakland, California where the Oakland Athletics will host the Kansas City Royals. This will be Jackson Crowar taking on James Caprillian and Crowar has seen very limited action in a young major league career. Just had an awful outing in his Major League debut. Uh, But the A's, of course, have never seen him before. Not many teams have ever seen this budding prospect. And Caprillian, pretty good ERA, but it doesn't really match his ex-FIP, Wes. An ex-FIP around five, an ERA under four. And the Athletics are a big favorite here. They were at minus 160 or 65 earlier this morning. And Kansas City's taken a little bit of money here at BetMGM. Now the A's down to minus 155 favorites. Nine is your total.
3: Yeah, battle of the rookie pitchers here in Oakland this afternoon. I'll start with Kowar, who doesn't have a big sample size. Now, he got called up from Triple-A with the Omaha Storm Chasers, that's a AAA affiliate of the Kansas City Royals, and was 5-0 and with a .85 ERA. So this is a guy that was a former first-round draft pick for Kansas City, so they've got a lot of hopes for him. Like you said, it did not go very well for him in his first start, so a very small sample size, at least at the major league level. Uh, Kansas City scoring about four and a third runs per game, so just slightly under the league average, so they're going to need to help him out. Meanwhile the Oakland A's even though they've been playing very well I mean we know them as the swinging A's but really only a couple of guys have been swinging the bats so far this season that's Matt Olson and Mark Canna you look at Matt Chapman who's a former all-star for this team only 201 in terms of a batting average he's only got five home runs this year over 63 games so really two similar uh, lineups here for both teams Caprillian has had a little bit more experience has gotten five starts under his belt two and one, 3.08 ERA. 493 on the XFIP. So I think that that is going to regress, like you mentioned, Brady. And when I was looking at this, I know it's tough to do when you see the guy, Kowar, just at one start, and his ERA, I believe, was 54 because he only went about an inning, kind of got yeah. hit around and had a couple walks, so didn't go well for him the first time. So you've seen that reflected in the market right now, BetMGM minus 155 and even higher at some other places. I think it's worth a shot on Kansas City here, though. I'm I'm going to say that, that this young guy, this former first-rounder, is going to bounce back. You're seeing it get even close to plus 150 at some places. Still 130 I'm seeing at BetMGM on the screen, but I think maybe a half-and-half half here on that – First five and also full game here on, J- on uh, Jackson-Kowar is in order. We do have a goal here in this late matchup. Belgium-Lukaku with the goal here at the 10-minute mark. Already one nothing over the Russians
5: boy, that's a quick one in the net there for Belgium. Uh, People on the over are liking that. A 1-0 start. Belgium over Russia in the UEFA Europe Championship on the pitch. Uh, Let's go back to the Diamonds here, talking about Oakland and Kansas City. I did end up playing the Royals West at plus 140. And not only some possible regression for Caprillian, but you know how it is when you have a new pitcher. Uh, He's brand new to everybody, not only his own team, but those hitters on the other side. They don't know really what to expect out of this guy, and I'm hoping he'll bounce back off a very shaky effort in his Major League debut. So uh, the Royals, I thought uh, that price was a little bit too juicy uh, for the Oakland A's, laying a lot of wood there at minus 165 on the overnights, and now again, like we say here, taking a little money to the Royals side with Kansas City in the neighborhood of plus 130 here at BetMGM, and the A's pretty much a minus 155 consensus favorite across the board. Let's touch on one more, Wes, and that is your Cincinnati Reds. Wade Miley will take on Colorado and Herman Marquez, and of course we know the struggles for the Colorado Rockies on the road, and Cincinnati is favored to hand them yet another defeat on the road today at Great American Ballpark. The lefty Miley will go for the Redlegs, and they're a minus 150 favorite here at BetMGM. Take back on Colorado is plus 130 and a total of nine once again, Wes.
3: I do have the Reds at better number that's available now so I probably wouldn't recommend it here at minus 155 but you really mention it in the lead up there in terms of why you're seeing the money here on the Cincinnati Reds because the Colorado Rockies have been absolutely terrible on the road Reds now one game under 500 so they of course know that so they're going to try to get back to 500 at 31 and 31. starting to see I think the market high is actually right here at bet mGM at minus 155 so it's moved when it moves about 20 cents off the opener I don't recommend chasing that kind of line move we do have some runs down here in Stark Bay Now, three to three here. Notre Dame does turn a double play here. I think they're going to challenge that. That is a double play here at the bottom of the third. So we'll go to the top of the fourth and Irish and the Bulldogs all tied at three in Starkville.
5: Alright, let's move over to the Palmetto Championship. The final tune-up before the third major of the golf season. And of course, next week, that will be the United States Open Championship at beautiful Torrey Pines Golf Course in La Jolla, California. But for now, we've got the Palmetto Championship. And a fairly diluted field this week, but we do have the number one player in the world, and he's threatening to get a victory here. Did just bogey a hole. He's even par on the day through five holes. That is Dustin Johnson. Two shots off the lead at 9 under par. And right now, Tane Lee is red hot. He is 4 under par through 6 holes and leading the championship, Wes, at 11 under par. One shot back is Chesson Hadley, who was your 36-hole leader. He's at 1 over par for the day. Uh, But this was a real crapshoot tournament. You and I both were kind of reaching at straws here to try and figure out you know, an angle of this handicap. We've never seen this golf course before. And uh, all four guys that I just took very small shots on in the futures market all four of my guys missed the cut so that, that tells you about the unknown of this golf course here but uh, how about you what have you taken away from this golf course so far and do you have anybody in contention
3: well you said it was a crap shoot Brady and I'm all crapped out just like you are on this event <laughs> so that you know just didn't go very well didn't have a lot of history so some shots in the dark and Really, I don't know if you could think of a bigger shot in the dark than Tane Lee, who is rated number 1,882 in the world on the official world golf rankings. Did not even play an event last year. He was uh, previously on what is called the For Me Tour, also known as the McKenzie Tour, up in Canada. So that's where he last played. He's played two events this year, has made both the cuts, though. Did make the cut at the Farmers Insurance Open out at Torrey Pines, finished tied for 69th. Finished tied for 59th at the Valero Texas Open. So this is a guy basically getting in on some sponsors exemptions or some alternates. Uh, If uh, he played at Claremont McKenna College, Brady. He's 31 years old. He lives in Irvine, California. And like I said, rated in uh, 1,882 in the world, and he's leading the tournament right now. The most official world golf ranking points that this guy ever accumulated in any type of worldwide golf event was a tie for six in 2014 in the Belgian Challenge Open on the Challenge Tour on the European Tour, which is basically kind of like the Corn ferry here in America for the PGA Tour. So what a story this would be. And if you and I have got nobody in, in the mix, which we do not, I want this guy to get a win, man. This guy, this would be life changing. <laughs> what a story this would be to be able to get a two year exemption and hold off perhaps the number one player in the world, Dustin Johnson, who is now two shots back at 9 under par. Jesson Hadley was the overnight leader, and he is currently at 10 under par. So let me uh, try to get some update on these prices. Dustin Johnson, still the outright favorite to win in his home state of South Carolina at plus 125, Tane Lee at plus 550. And then some of the other guys on the first page of the leaderboard, Harris English, 7-1, to Seamus Power at 18-1. to one. So let me run down that leaderboard again real quick. Tainley, 11-under bar through six holes. Chesson Hadley, one back. He's in the final pairing with Dustin Johnson at 10-under bar. DJ at 9-under. couple guys at 8-under. Pat Perez and Harris English, both tied for fourth. And uh, an Indiana boy, Bo Van Pelt, BVP. It's been a while since he's been up on the first page of the leaderboard. So, five under par through 15 holes. He is at seven under. A couple other players at seven under par. Doc Redman, who played his golf down there in South Carolina at Clemson University. Seamus Power, seven under. And EVR from South Africa, Eric Von Royen at seven under par.
5: Put a nickel in the piggy bank. That is under 17 minutes for the first Indiana mention there from our <laughs> colleague Wes Reynolds. Nice job there to everybody who had the under on that one. And certainly Bo Van Pelt. Yeah, it's been a couple of drinks of water between that we've seen him farewell on the PGA Tour. Let's take a look at the basketball game tonight, Wes. It is game three between the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers. This, of course, will go down at Staples Center in Los Angeles with the Utah Jazz leading this series two games to none. The Clippers go back home and they will be in the role of the favorite here. They were of course underdogs for game one and game two up in Utah. Here at BetMGM they have moved to five point favorites they opened up as three and a half point favorites four and a half is really the consensus but here up to five at BetMGM along with a couple of other stores here in town and across the country the Clippers now laying five points to the Jazz your total at 222 and a half and I know you were kind of of the thought and a lot of people at VEASAN in the last week were thinking we're figuring Utah is going to win game one, but we kind of like the Clippers to win this series. Let's go ahead and let Utah win that first game, and then maybe we'll come back on the Clippers at a juicier plus price. Well, now they're in a 2-0 hole, and can they get out of it, my friend? Well, I'll start with kind of that trend
3: that we've been talking about a little bit on Visa, now we've been pointing out that, hey, this is already priced into the market right now, because if you go back to 2005— That's before this playoff season here in 2021. When a team is down 0-2 and and, and in a series, 80-38-2 against the spread in the first half. But so far this season, just 1-4 against the spread, and we've seen losers each of the last two nights. The Milwaukee Bucks did get there if you played the money line in the first half, but if you laid that spread at three and a half, you got beat by the hook, so... You know, Keep in mind that this is priced into the market from a number standpoint. That doesn't mean certain situations are valid, but you can't just play this trend blindly necessarily anymore. You've got to be able to really handicap each individual game. And, of course, the Denver Nuggets were in this situation last night, and they trailed pretty much gate to wire. So they did not cover first quarter, first half, or the full game I think this is a little bit of a different situation, though, here with the Clippers, and I do kind of like that, and if you look at the money lines, probably about $2 is what you're looking at if you're wanting to lay like a first-half money line or near the first quarter money line a little bit less because it's only 2 This is, I think, the bounce-back spot for the Clippers, but... They just haven't really been making the shots that they normally make. They they led the NBA in terms of three-point shooting percentage this year, about a little under 42%. But so far, just 11 of 30 in game two, and that was 37%. And you look at, like, the Stars. Kawhi has been very solid, but he hasn't really had that signature breakout game. It could very well come tonight. Paul George still putting up numbers, but not really shooting the ball very well. But the Clippers might have found something in game three, getting some role guys to step up, and that's what you have to have. Reggie Jackson was that guy on Thursday night, 29 points on 11 of 19 shooting. So you've got to get these guys, these other role players to step up. Obviously, the margin for error is paper thin right now, being that you're down 2-0. The angle, obviously the odds makers and the betters generally have caught up to it, but I think it's going to apply here. I do like the Clippers at home here in Staples Center. One of the keys is they can't give up a 10-2 run to start the game, which they have done in each of the first two games in this series. I think they respond pretty big here tonight, so I do like the Clippers in the first quarter and the first half.
5: All right, very good, and we will talk more about that Game 3 in Los Angeles throughout the entire program here today. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. He's at Circa. I'm at the Mandalay Bay Racing Sportsbook checking in on the UEFA Champions soccer here. Finland up on Denmark one to nothing in the 85th minute there in that matchup and now into the 21st minute between Belgium and Russia, and Belgium has an early one goal to none lead over russia coming up later on on sunday it'll be england and croatia and also austria against north macedonia we'll have more updates on the soccer and everything going on on your saturday in the betting world right here on visa the sports betting network basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back into the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a Saturday. Just one baseball game in action right now, and we've got a few more to preview that we will get to before they go to first pitch. Just after the top of the hour, just after 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern time today, a boatload of baseball games will get started at that time. But right now in action in the nation's capital, the Washington Nationals have added a run. Juan Soto coming across for Washington as they lead the Giants 2 to nothing. This is a doubleheader today. So just seven innings will be the total here today in Washington between these two right now. And right now they are in the bottom of the fourth inning. Again, Washington leading that one early. Four to nothing, or excuse me, two to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Wes, let's get an update on the super regionals, of course, as we head towards the College Baseball World Series. Uh, Looking at the game between Virginia and Dallas Baptist, I guess we've got a weather delay, and that one's on hold for the moment.
3: We do. It's in the top of the ninth. This side actually being played in Columbia, South Carolina, despite the fact that neither of these teams are from Columbia, South Carolina. But nevertheless, here we got some rain going. Top of the ninth here, Virginia. This is game one of the series, so this is not an elimination game just yet, but UVA down a run here in the top of the ninth, and they will come to bat when they resume play down there in Columbia. A couple other scores to get you updated on. Irish now strike here in the top of the four, 4 to 4-3 over Mississippi State. This total was 11.5. Looks like it's well on the way to going over because this has really been kind of one of the more pronounced hitters parks, really, in all of college baseball, so so far it is absolutely living up to that the Arkansas Razorbacks the number 1 overall seed just took a two nothing lead here in the top of the second over nc state and if you get confused if you're looking at this on the board it is inverted from where it was yesterday, so Arkansas is the home team, technically, in terms of hosting the regional, but NC State is the team that will bat last, so sometimes I know that can be confusing when they put the lines up on the screen, so NC State, even though it's in Arkansas park, is the home team today, so they will bat last, but yesterday, it was all Razorbacks, looking like every bit of the number one seed. 21-2 to over NC State, the Wolfpack got a late safety to at least avoid getting shut out, but that is currently your score down there. Also, we do have a potential elimination game down here in Lubbock. Texas Tech, the number eight overall seed, is the host here, and they're hosting the number nine seed, Stanford Cardinal. Stanford got the win yesterday in a big way down there in Lubbock, 15-3. Currently now just in the top of the second inning with the Red Raiders up to bat, but Cardinal struck first in the first for a one nothing lead
5: and a great catch by Yastrzemski there for the San Francisco Giants in right field prevents another run from scoring for the Washington Nationals. Currently a 2-0 lead there in the bottom of the fourth inning. And remember, just a seven-inning game again here, the first of a double dip in the nation's capital and your in-game total now down to four and a half. Uh, Wes, we've got some hockey coming up on Sunday and we also have some right here in town on Monday. That'll be the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. ...getting their series started in the Western Conference Final. Out east, it'll be Tampa Bay and the New York Islanders getting their series underway on Sunday... Both of the favorites, Tampa Bay and Vegas, laying very big series prices. Vegas really unprecedented at, a, at better than five dollars. Now we've seen this go from about minus one fifty, or excuse me, minus four fifty on the series price to at least minus five hundred and even higher in some places. They're a minus two eighty favorite for Game One. But let's talk about Tampa Bay and New York first. Tampa Bay about a three dollar favorite, minus three hundred to win this series, and for Game One coming up on Sunday, minus 200 on the money line with a total of five and a half.
3: All the analytics indicate that the Islanders were a better team in the regular season, even though they finished fourth place in the East Division. The expected goal share is down. The high danger chances in the five on five are down. The high danger chances they're giving up and the expected goals against five on five, they're giving up more. And doing that against the Tampa Bay Lightning team that now is at full strength with Kucherov back, you got a goalie in Vasilevsky that's basically standing on his head so it is hard for me that is a juicy price though on a disciplined islanders bunch that plays really good defense but i don't think i can get sucked into it it would be tampa bay or nothing for me
5: Well, you mentioned Stamkos and uh, the guys returning uh, Kutrev for Tampa Bay. It's almost like they've just flipped the switch and become a different team here in the postseason than they were in the regular season. Certainly, that favoritism is deserved. That series, of course, will get underway on Sunday. We'll come back in a moment on the BetMGM Green Zone. We have a new feature here at vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this information out daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you get a betting edge. And of course we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Start your next Saturday right inside the Green Zone with BetMGM. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds. I am here live at the Mandalay Bay Racing Sportsbook. Good to be back in our old digs. We were here for most of the football season. I imagine we'll be back here for the rest of this summer and football season as well. Wes, of course, down the street at the Vison Studios at the Circa Resort and Casino. And Wes, uh, just finishing up a couple thoughts there. We were talking about Sunday's Game 1 between the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning hosting the New York Islanders. The Islanders have been a fantastic story. I actually really cashed a ticket that I was proud of with them losing game one to the Bruins and then I was able to get plus 425 for them to win the series and boy, this team has been thrilling. I love the fans inside the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, That's really, you know, a kind of a condensed version of what we have here at the Fortress at T-Mobile with the Vegas Golden Knights. But, you know, I'm kind of hoping to see that energy that this team brings to the table make this Series competitive with Tampa Bay, but we were kind of talking about at the end of the last segment, this Tampa Bay team seems to be a new team in the playoffs with a couple of their stars back in the lineup. You talked about the metrics really favor New York, but boy, I tell you, Tampa Bay looks awful tough right now.
3: They do, and and I actually would make a fair series price. I think $3 would be about fair for Tampa Bay. Take back like 240 maybe 250 on the Islanders, so it's a little bit less than that. I didn't get the 180 on the opener, and that would kind of be my target price if I was looking to bet the Lightning here in Game 1. You are now seeing it perhaps approach close to $2 territory. Recall that these two teams met in the conference finals, the East finals last year in that NHL bubble. Tampa Bay won the series in six games. A couple maybe could have gone either way. In terms of even strength expected goals, Tampa Bay had 13.2. The Islanders with just a shade over 10, high danger chances, Tampa Bay 70 to the Islanders 49. So look, what the Islanders are probably going to try to do is play really the same way. They have to have try to absorb this Tampa Bay pressure, try to see if they can be the more physical team. And it, it actually worked late in the series against the Boston Bruins where they came back and went ahead and won that in six games. But Now that you have get this Tampa Bay team at full strength, even though you've got this Islander team that's so well-built for the playoffs, and look, playoffs are obviously different than regular season. It's a different ball game, and they win – the New York Islanders basically on a lot of heart and a lot of grit and toughness. Plus the fact that they've been really hard to beat at the newly renovated Nassau Coliseum. I mean, that place was as loud for that clinching game since Billy Joel reopened the joint a few years ago. So, and, and that's why they have that banner by the way up there at the Nassau Coliseum, because that indicates the number of sellouts that Billy Joel has had throughout his illustrious career at the Nassau Coliseum, Uh, long Island's favorite son, Billy Joel, but nevertheless, I, I just I can't get there on the Islanders. I kind of want to because I really like this team in terms of their gritness, their grit and their toughness, and the fact that they can muck a game up. And Barry Trotz is a tremendous coach. He's already won a cup in Washington. He's been successful everywhere he's went. And they bought into his plan, and they bought into this identity but you've got a Tampa Bay team that has such skills. So what I'm basically waiting for on game one, I'm trying to see, okay, maybe are some people going to say, hey, that's a big price on the New York Islanders and go ahead and take them in the 175 or above range. I think at BetMGM they're 165, but I'm seeing them as high as plus 180 at the south point. So, okay, see if they can bring that down. If I can lay 180 or less, which I don't think I'm going to be able to tomorrow afternoon, I would be on the lightning.
5: Yep, I hear you loud and clear. I just don't really have the stomach to bet the Islanders as much as I'd like to uh, in the game or the series. Uh, I, I kind of have a feeling both of the favorites are going to advance, and I'm okay with that. I think it would be a heck of a matchup with Tampa Bay against Vegas. Let's get an update, West, from you on the uh, UEFA Euro- uh, European Soccer Championship as well. We've got one game that went final. This is a big upset.
3: Yeah, it is, and Finland does get the win, obviously. The most important story on that Denmark side is Christian Eriksen is awaiting alert at a hospital. He was, I believe, on a Zoom call with a couple of his teammates, so he looks like he's in good spirits. That's the important thing, but unfortunately for Denmark, they don't get any points out of this, even though they took all the money, I believe, close 320 favorites here at BetMGM, basically opened $2 in the marketplace, but the Finns get the win, one nothing, and the full three points. Finland, if you Took him on the outright plus a thousand at bed MGM. So that is a nice ticket at upset here in Group B. And speaking of group B, we are in progress right now, and that is Russia against Belgium. And the Belgians have a 2 nothing lead over the Russians. So they are trying well on their way at least to getting the full three points. Uh still in the first half here in Italy for Euro 2021, but Finland does get the win. And, of course, uh, finalizing Group A earlier today was Wales and Switzerland. That was 1-1 draw there. About plus 210 is what it paid out. But on the Belgians, actually, when you look at the opening number, the Russians did take the money here at a big price. But so far, Belgium right now 2-0. to nothing, 39th minute here in the first half of the game. Minus 110 is where Belgium closed here at BetMGM.
5: All right, Wes, uh, we've got some baseball that'll start in just uh, about 30 minutes from now, and I want to see if we can get a look at another one, a good one going down in New York with Marcus Stroman and the Mets hosting the San Diego Padres and Joe Musgrove. Of course, it was a great pitching matchup on Friday that saw Jacob deGrom get another victory, 3-2 to the final. Game stays under the total of 5.5 between the Mets and the Padres on Friday night. They'll go back after it again today, one ten. position. Pacific 410 Eastern and Musgrove and the Padres are the favorite here at BetMGM it's been bet all the way up to minus 145. I was able to grab the Padres this morning at minus 127 but they have continued to get the money here all morning long.
3: Yeah and I wouldn't bet it at this standpoint I also have a little bit less than $1. thirty on the Padres the one concern though as you look at the Mets We've seen this offense not be great all year, but second, no PS over the last week. They've been smashing the ball lately, but they're getting Joe Musgrove, who's striking out 12.2 guys per nine innings, not allowing a lot of home runs. The whip at .84 walks and hits per innings pitch obviously has a no-hitter this year. He's allowed zero first-inning runs and 11 starts this season, so that's why you've seen this total get fed all the way down to seven and still getting bet to the under so probably a very good pitching matchup i definitely agree with that under maybe you play the no run in the first inning if you have that prop available to you but i'm with you brady on the friars
5: yeah we'll see if we can get joe musgrove to turn things around for san diego who has dropped three straight and continues to fall further back of the san francisco giants in the division more baseball and a look at the nba when we wrap up the first hour here on the green zone presented by betmgm With BetMGM, the king of sports books, Sign up today and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on the MMA champ to defend his title on June the 12th. That would be this evening. Simply place your first bet with the bonus code VSIN100. Enjoy the fight night more than ever with BetMGM. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C or West Virginia only. It excludes Michigan Dissociated Persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 800-889-9789 in Tennessee and Indiana. It's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a Saturday. And we've got a. A lot of baseball beginning at the top of the hour, just after the top of the hour is when they'll go to first pitch. And one of those games is a good one at Fenway Park in Boston West. It'll be the Boston Red Sox hosting the Toronto Blue Jays, Nick Pavetta versus Steven Matz. And Boston has dropped out of the top spot in the American League East. They trail Tampa Bay by a game. Toronto is seven and a half back. Pavetta and the Red Sox, a slight favorite over the Blue Jays today here at BetMG. GM at minus 125 on the money line, and of course, a little higher total at Fenway Park of nine and a half. Yeah, Steven
3: Matz has kind of come a little bit back to earth from his very hot start early in the season, but if you look at the peripherals, still 369 on the XFIP. That's about close to a run better than he is on his ERA. Nick Pavetta, 378 on the ERA, 434 on the XFIP. So Boston Red Sox open about a dollar and a quarter and that's where they still are at BetMGM but Toronto's taking a little bit of the money including some of mine. Seeing about 112, 111 looks like the best price right now in the market. Actually a little bit better than what I got. I got 110 on the Toronto Blue Jays and that's who I'm going to go with here. They are one game under 500 so they're over 500 I should say. So Look, they're regressing a little bit back to Earth because that's been a team that's been in transition all year, having to play some games in Dunedin, Florida, down there in their one of their minor league sites, and now back up to Buffalo, obviously have not been cleared yet to play games in Ontario in their normal home at the, at the old Sky Dome. So the Toronto Blue Jays, I think, have kind of been hanging in there now, but... You're seeing Boston and Tampa Bay kind of put a little bit of distance between Toronto and the New York Yankees, who are just three games over 500 at 33-30, and about a game ahead of the Toronto Blue Jays. So I am going to go with Steven Matz here. I think he's probably regressed from that early form enough where I don't think that there's more yet to come. I think you've now kind of seen him where his numbers should be, so I'm on Matz and the Blue Jays.
5: All right. let's take a look at another one that'll start at the top of the hour and that is the Chicago White Sox in Detroit to take on the Tigers. You've got Jose Urena taking on Dylan Cease and Chicago, a road favorite and uh, a pretty big price on the road as well. Minus 180 in favor of Chicago. They lead the division, the AL Central by four and a half games over the Cleveland Indians. This one opened up at minus 170 on the overnights and Chicago's taking a little bit of money here doesn't look like real big steam but it has ticked up i'm seeing as high as 184 on the money line in favor of chicago west nine and a half for your total any thoughts on this one in the motor city
3: yeah it would probably be an over for me if i'm going to go anywhere here i think the price has moved already on the white Sox, who did get an extra inning win at five to four tigers tied it with a two-run shot in the bottom of the ninth, so if you had the under on that game at eight and a half, kind of took a little bit of a tough beat as the White Sox do win five to four, but looking at Dylan Cease and Urena, the batting average balls in play, just about a little bit over league average Cease, 311, Jose Urena, 306, so you're seeing this get bet a little bit to the over here this afternoon. It did open nine, juice to the under at minus 115. Now all the way at BetMGM, which I believe is the high in the market, Nine-and-a-half juice to the under at minus 125. Remember, that is uh – a key number, really. Seven and nine are the two key numbers on Major League Baseball totals. So when you see nine, it's going to be juiced to the over, and when you see nine and a half, going to be juiced to the under. Most of the market has this nine juiced to the over, anywhere from like a dollar twelve to about a dollar twenty. Money's going on the over. I think it's well supported. By the way, we have a pitching change now in Mississippi State because Notre Dame just drives in three runs, and now seven to three. They are the small underdog here in this series, but now seven to three here in the top of the 5th down in Starkville.
5: All right, let's take a look at the leaderboard at the Palmetto Championship. Dustin Johnson just double bogeyed the eighth hole to fall back of the lead that is being held by Tane Lee. He is at 11 under par. Johnson now three shots back at eight under par for the tournament. He is now plus 300, 300, or excuse me, three to one to win the Palmetto Championship is Dustin Johnson. Also at three to one is Harris English. Tane Lee, your leader, is at plus 450. And Chesson Hadley is currently at plus 650. And if you look at that leaderboard there, Hadley is in second place at 10 under. I mentioned Tane Lee, the leader, at 11 under. English at 9 under. Doc Redman, Eric Van Royen, and Dustin Johnson all at 8 under par. Wes, let's go back to the basketball game that will tip off this evening in Los Angeles. That will, of course, be game three between the Clippers and the Utah Jazz. The Clippers are in a 2-0 hole after they went up to Salt Lake City and dropped the first two games to the Jazz in this series. Donovan Mitchell's been outstanding. Uh, Rudy Gobert has been very good on the glass for Utah. It's really been a great team effort for this team, and uh, the Clippers really haven't, they've, they've made adjustments in their lineup. They really haven't been able to quite solve the puzzle, and we'll see if they can do that here this evening in Los Angeles back on their home court. Of course, they were trailing the Dallas Mavericks two games to none as well, ended up winning that series in seven games looking at some of these player props wes i wonder if any of these caught your eye and you you were alluding to it earlier in the program that you do expect los angeles to bounce back tonight and and i do too i don't know if they're going to win the game but i think you'll definitely see a better effort and donovan uh, donovan mitchell i would expect a little bit of regression here now as far as his player prop as far as points 31 and a half He's really been averaging about 41 in the first two games so far. I don't know if I want to do anything with that, but I think the regression for Mitchell might come in his distribution, in his assists, and the number here is 5.5. I'm looking at the under for assists on Donovan Mitchell.
3: Yeah, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, Brady. If you look at the series through two games, 41 points Donovan Mitchell averaging, 52.5% from the field, about 44% and change from behind the three-point arc giving out four and a half assists and three rebounds. I got to think at least, I mean, he can't really go anywhere but up considering what he's produced here in the first two games. Uh, It was kind of an eerie coincidence that Dwayne Wade, who's a buddy of his, and he and Gabrielle Union, his wife, were courtside for game one in Salt Lake City for the Jazz Clippers matchup because that's who I think a lot of people are drawing parallels to, that Donovan Mitchell is kind of like the next uh, coming of Dwayne Wade, if you will. He can shoot from the perimeter, obviously can slash and drive to the paint and get to the tip. and he has done so with relative aplomb, really, throughout the entire series. But I would think I would be on your wavelength there that you might see some regression in terms of it's tough to really go into the points when he's averaging 41 a game, but in terms of rebounds and assists for certain. But the prop that kind of stood out to me was a little bit on the Clippers' side, and we will see if they decide to go ahead and do this, because Reggie Jackson, I think this morning I saw him at 14-and-a-half. And he's gone over this total in all but two of the Clippers' playoff games. And it was really the games where he played the first, uh, the least minutes, including game one of this series. But. What you really saw Ty Lue do in that second game, and Reggie Jackson was kind of the guy that led him back where it looked like they were not going to be close and they were down double digits. They rallied late to at least try to make it semi-competitive, and it was really Reggie Jackson that was responsible for that. 36 minutes he went in game two, so you saw the Rajon Rondo minutes really decline here, and I think it really should. Ty Lue has had some very questionable substitution patterns in this series in terms of, okay, why Why are we playing Boogie Cousins so much? Where is Nick Batum? So that's a little bit of concern on the Clippers side because Ty Lue's got to get this right and not pick these substitutions out of a hat and find a lineup that's going to work for him. But one thing that he did find that worked was Reggie Jackson, and he's shooting 42% from the three, 46% Forty-six percent overall from the field, so his over points really stood out to me. And you would expect eventually you're going to get kind of the Kawhi game where he's going to have a big game. Now, obviously the superstars are more priced, I think, to the to the max here rather than like a lot of the reserves, like a Reggie Jackson. So that's sometimes when with these props, Brady, where I like to pivot a little bit, where I don't necessarily like to play the big superstars because they're going to draw the bulk of the attention and bulk of the action, and I try to find role players, and I think Reggie Jackson might be that guy to target this evening.
5: Yeah, and you mentioned Kawhi and, and the Kawhi game, uh, Ty Lu and the adjustments. I, I think if you're backing the Clippers, you have, to bat, you have to bank on all that coming through. I do think Ty Lu will make the, the right call this evening. He has to, really, down in a 2-0 hole. And I think that translates possibly to an under on Rudy Gobert rebounds. You've got to draw that guy away from the glass because he's been dominating underneath, really. Uh, you got to figure out a way to put put a body on him. I would probably lean towards under on the rebounds 13.5 for Rudy Gobert and on Kawhi you know, I, t- I know you you make a great point there. Uh, it's like avoiding the marquee game because it's on primetime TV doesn't mean you have to bet it but I would look to Kawhi to get over on his points and rebounds West 27.5 I could see him getting 30 and the rebounds at 7.5 I could see him getting to 8 or 9.
3: I would only go over in that situation. I'd be right there with you Brady and really when you look at Leonard and George it's not like they're not putting up numbers it's just George isn't shooting well and you expect these two superstars to obviously go above and beyond what they normally do perhaps tonight is the night and that's why I am on them first quarter and first half for the LA Clippers I think they get the dub and it's 2-1 going into game 4
5: All right, two down in the top of the sixth inning in Washington, D.C. The Nationals leading the Giants two to nothing trying to take game one of this doubleheader. That is our number one of the green zone presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with Mike Piranio, the director of race and sports right here at the Mandalay Bay.